Chapter Twenty Three of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. The Campfire. If the open fire furnishes the room, the campfire does more for the camp. It is its life, a life that throbs out in every flare and flicker to enliven the surroundings whether they be the trees of the forest the expanse of prairie shadowed only by clouds and night or the barren stretch of a sandy shore out of the encompassing gloom of all these the campfire materializes figures as real to the eye as flesh and blood it peoples the verge of darkness with grotesque forms that leap and crouch and sway with the rise and fall and bending of the flame to the wind and that beckon the fancy ought to grope in the mystery of night then imagination soars with the updrift of smoke and the climbing galaxy of fading sparks to where the steadfast stars shine out of the unvisited realm that only imagination can explore the campfire gives an expression to the human face that it bears in no other light a vague intentness an absorption in nothing tangible and yet not a far away look for it is focused on the flame that now licks a fresh morsel of wood now laps the empty air or it is fixed on the shifting glow of embers whose blushes flush or fade under their ashen veil it is not the gaze of one who looks past everything at nothing or at the stars or the mountains or the far-away sea horizon but it is centred on and revealed only by the campfire you wonder what the gazer beholds the past the future or something that is neither and the uncertain answer you can only get by your own questioning of the flickering blaze as the outers gather around this cheerful centre their lips exhale stories of adventure by field and flood as naturally as the burning fuel does smoke and sparks and in the engendering warmth no fish caught or lost no buck killed or missed suffer shrinkage in size or weight no peril is lessened no tale shorn of minutest detail all these belong to the campfire whether it is built in conformity to scientific rules or piled clumsily by unskilled hands what satisfaction there is in the partnership of building this altar of the camp for though a master of woodcraft superintends all may take a hand in its erection the youngest and the weakest may contribute a stick that will brighten the blaze what hospitality the glow of the campfire proclaims in inviting always one more to the elastic circle of light and warmth that if always complete yet expands to receive another guest a pillar of cloud by day of fire by night it is a beacon that guides the wanderer to shelter and comfort the indian weed has never such perfect flavor as when contending with heat and smoke one lights his pipe with a coal or an elusive flame snatched from the embers of the campfire and by no other fireside does the nicotine vapor so soothe the perturbed senses bring such lazy contentment nor conjure such pleasant fancies out of the border of dreamland 
there is no cooking comparable with that which the campfire affords to whatever is boiled stewed roasted broiled or baked over its blaze in the glow of its embers or in its ashes it imparts a distinctive woodsy flavor that it distills out of itself or draws from the spiced air that fans it and the aroma of every dish invites an appetite that is never disappointed if the supply be large enough it cannot be denied that the camp stove gives forth warmth and with more comfort to the cook serves to cook food of such tame flavor as one may get at home but though the serviceable little imp roar till its black cheeks glow red as winterberries it cannot make shanty or tent a camp in reality or impart to an outing its true flavor this can only be given by the generous campfire whose flames and embers no narrow walls enclose whose hearth is on every side whose chimney is the wide air end of the campfire